0: We are definitely in summertime in Georgia. The heat and the humidity continues to rise. We have arrived at summertime. And for many of you that planted your garden, they're probably starting to produce or they soon will begin to produce uh, vegetables or fruit or whatever you planted. One of the great things about uh, a backyard garden is if you do it right, you probably have more vegetables than you and your family can eat it's one of the great things about having a garden is being able to say to a neighbor or to a friend or to a family member hey I want to share with you what I was able to grow Uh, gardens take a lot of time Uh, they take effort they they take resources they take money and they take a lot of time but at the end of all of that when, when you have more than more than you can consume, one of the great pleasures of gardening is saying to people that you care about, hey, I want you to have some of what I grew. I, I want you to have some of what my garden produced. And many of you are coming to a time when you're going to be able to start doing that. It- it's-, it's really a principle, not just of gardening, but of all of life. And, and it's this principle, the more you grow, the more you can give. The more you grow, the more you produce, the more you can give away. If you only grow a little, then then you can only give a little. Or, or maybe you, you just keep everything for yourself. But if you grow a lot, if you have a, a a lot of vegetables, then you're able to start giving those away. Fruit trees especially. If you have any fruit trees uh, in your yard, you know that they typically produce far more than one person or Or one family can consume and so if you have fruit trees probably say to friends and neighbors hey come get as much as you want we can never eat all of this we want to share some of what we have grown now maybe you saw the video that I posted a couple of weeks ago on social media Uh, we're encouraging you if you have fruit trees if if you have a garden and you know you're going to have extra to join with a local nonprofit, they're called walton wellness you can find out more information about them at waltonwellness.org they gave us some of these buckets you're welcome to have one Uh, they provide healthy nutritious food for people who are in need through throughout the summertime they have several gardens throughout the area but they also ask if you have a garden in your backyard if you're growing some vegetables and you're going to have a little left over Take a bucket, fill it up, donate it to them every weekend. They're going to go to an area of town where there's need for food, and they're going to provide nutritious healthy food you can you can grow a a row that's one of their initiatives. grow a row plant an extra row in your garden so that you have a little more to grow and if you grow more then you can give more Uh, we can tell you more about walton wellness like i said you can go to their website waltonwellness.org and be a part of providing healthy nutritious food for people in our area who are in need. It's one of the great gifts. It's one of the great blessings to grow enough that you can give some away. Now, if you just have one tomato plant, you're probably not going to have enough to give away. But if you have three tomato plants or five tomato plants or 10 tomato plants, then you're going to grow enough for you. And out of that growth, you're going to be able to give to other people. Uh, simple principle makes sense right when you grow enough you can give more Uh, it's a practical principle it makes sense the numbers make sense there's too much for me I want to give some away but it's also a personal principle as you and I grow personally uh, as we learn uh, as as we uh, as our knowledge increases as our habits change, as we gain new skills, as you and I grow personally, then we're able to turn to other people and give them some of that growth. Help them grow because we've grown. As we grow spiritually, as we understand God's Word better, as we live out the fruit of the Spirit, as our character gets changed, Now, as we overcome some difficult habits or some challenges in our life, as we overcome obstacles, part of the goodness of growing in our life is then being able to take those lessons and pass them on to somebody else, to to grow enough that we can give. Uh, Sometimes we call it mentoring. In the the Christian world, we sometimes call it discipling. it's, It's a simple principle. It's just, I've grown enough that I can now give to somebody else. I've learned some things that I can now share with someone else. And out of my growth, someone else can experience growth. The the reality is, it's happened for all of us. I mean, if you think about your life, you probably don't even have to think very hard to come up with someone who knew a little more than you knew, had had done a little more than you had done, had faced some things that you were now facing, and out of their growth, they helped you grow. What's true of all of us is that someone fast-forwarded your growth by sharing from their growth. They fast-forwarded your growth. You learned quickly because they had learned slowly. They had taken the time to plant and to water and to fertilize and and their life lessons helped provide for you for your growth for your expansion they offered some of the extras Of their life. They knew a skill that you hadn't learned yet, or they were facing an obstacle that you were facing, and they were able to say, hey, here's what I've learned. Here's how I've grown. Here's what I did when I was in that situation, for good or for bad. I learned these particular lessons and it helped me. They just passed on from their own growth. You see, growth is, it's not just for me, it's not just what I get out of it. It's not just so I'll be a better person or uh, so I'll learn more things or so that I can be proud. Look how much I've grown. Look, look, how, uh, look, look how much I'm able to do. Growth is about me turning and offering that growth to help somebody else. I, I think we could even say this. There are people who need you to grow So you can turn and help them grow. There are people who need your life to be producing certain things, you to be learning certain things, you to be growing in certain areas, you to be grasping new skills, overcoming certain obstacles so that you can then turn and invite them into that growth, to teach them, to help them. There's a book, towards the end of the Bible called Hebrews Uh, we aren't real sure who wrote this particular book it's a fascinating book a lot of interesting teachings, some some kind of complex hard things to learn in the book of Hebrews but it's a fascinating book This idea of growing was a frustration for the person who wrote the book of Hebrews. Here's what he says in Hebrews chapter 5 beginning in verse 11. We have much to say about this. He he had been teaching them a really complex issue. He'd been trying to help them understand a really difficult spiritual concept. We have much to say about this concept we've been telling you about, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, He's frustrated. He's trying to teach them something complex and he and, and he has two frustrations. His first frustration is they're not growing. I can't talk to you about this. You can't understand this because you haven't been growing. You haven't been planting seeds. You haven't been watering. You haven't been fertilizing. You're not at a place. You're not at a place intellectually. You're not at a place spiritually. You're not at a place with life experiences where I can talk about this subject because you quit go- growing. You're, you're you're not maturing. He uses the analogy of milk and solid food. Right, obviously referring to a baby versus. An adult, a a baby is not ready for steak. They're they're not ready for solid food. So we we start babies. When they're infants, we start start them out on milk. That helps them begin to grow when they're not capable of chewing. They're not capable of swallowing solid food. Their digestion is not ready to handle solid food. So, So we give them milk. That's the right thing to do. But if you're an adult and the only nutrition you're getting is milk, there's a problem. You've stalled out in your growth. You, you, you've quit maturing somewhere, and now that lack of maturity is a detriment to your health because at some point we're supposed to transition from the easy milk to to trying new foods. That's what parents do. They experiment with different foods. They start introducing different types of food with different types of nutrients that's going to help a baby, help a child begin to grow so that ultimately they're able to feed themselves. They're able to eat solid food. The writer of Hebrews says, there's a problem, you're not growing. You're still immature You still lack knowledge. You still lack the intellectual capacity to really handle complex issues, and that's frustrating. You should be grown up by now. You should be farther along than you are by now. But that's not his only frustration. His frustration is not just that the individuals have not been growing his frustration is because they haven't grown they can't turn and teach anybody they they, they're not learning so they have nothing to give they have nothing to teach they have nothing to model the value of growth is not just for growth the value of growth is not just for my maturity the value of growth is that i can turn and help somebody else grow I grow to a point that I have something to teach. I have something to give. I have something to offer from my garden. We've been talking about garden. From my garden, a Garden. I've grown enough that I can offer something to you that might help you. Something that I've learned. Some way that I've grown. You see, we weren't created just to grow. We were created to contribute. We, we weren't created just to mature. We, we, we weren't created just to to grow up we were created as we grow to then turn and contribute to the life of somebody else how, how do my experiences help another person how can they help the people around me how can I offer that to other people the more I grow the more I can give simple principle practical principle. Personal principle, spiritual principle. The more I grow, the more I ought to be giving. And if I'm not giving, it's probably a sign that I'm not growing. Right? If I'm not contributing in some way to other people, if I'm not giving of myself in some way, there's probably a maturity problem in my life. That this series. all, All the weeks up to this day, we've been asking one question. I've been trying to prompt one question in you, and it's the question, am I growing, for you to ask yourself. Am I growing? Am I stretching myself? Am I learning? Am I deepening my faith? Is my character changing? Am I exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit more and more and more in my life? Is that happening? Do I see growth? When I look back over the last six months, the last year, the last five years of my life, can I say, you know what? I've grown. I've grown. I'm more mature. I understand better now. I live better now. I honor God better now. That's been the question up to this point. Am I growing or am I coasting? Have I settled Whatever my age, however long I've followed Jesus, wherever I am in my life, am I coasting? Have I just settled for who I am instead of continuing to stretch myself? That's been the question so far. Am I growing? Here's the question I want to add on this last Sunday of this series, and that's the question Is my growth benefiting others? Not just am I growing, that's where we start. But is the growth that I see in my life, is it helping other people? Am I pouring out? Am I filling up a bucket that I'm donating to somebody else? Am I filling up a bucket and pouring it out into somebody else's life? Am I offering what I've learned to help other people? Call it whatever you want. Call it mentoring. Call it discipling. Call it friendship. Call it love. Call it whatever you want. The question is, have you grown to the point that now you're offering that growth to somebody else? Maybe you're somebody who cans. It's a great thing. Maybe you grow so much in your garden, the, the, the uh, well-known mason jar. Right? You've grown so much in your garden, or, or you go to somebody else's garden, or you get fresh vegetables in the summer and you can them. So you put them up in the summer so that in the winter, when nothing is growing, you have, you have fresh vegetables. You right? homegrown vegetables, not canned vegetables. You, you, you have vegetables that you put up, you can. Canning is a great thing to do when it comes to gardens and when it comes to, to vegetables. But, but I want to suggest today that canning is not a great thing to do spiritually. It's not a great thing to do personally and and I think some of us do that I I think some of us learn lessons we we grow maybe we read the bible maybe we learn things but every time we grow and instead of giving that away instead of pouring that into the life of someone else we just stick it in the can and we just hold on to it well this is ours well I grew it and and I'm growing growing and, and and I have I have my life, and, and I have my growth, and you should go get your growth. Right. We just keep holding on to canning, preserving w- what we know and what we've grown. But you weren't created to, to can your growth. You were created to fill a bucket and give it away to somebody else. See, there's a difference between canning and giving away holding on to everything that's mine and asking what of mine can I give away I have enough like I've grown to the point that I can start giving things away much has been said and much has been written about consumer Christianity that's a phrase that sometimes gets talked about and and maybe some of it's misstated maybe some of it's exaggerated I I'm not sure everybody who talks about that phrase really talks about it honestly and accurately, but but it is a reality that especially where we live uh, in America, in the Bible Belt, in the South, uh, it is very easy uh, easy for us to view our our spiritual life as that of receiving. What's being done for me? What am I getting out of my church experience? What ministries do they offer for me? What do I like about it? What makes me happy? What what helps my emotions? What do do I want to hear? What do I want them to offer for me? There is a trend in some circles. There is a trend toward Consumer canning Christianity. I just, I want to get a little bit more. I want, to, I, I want you to do for me the, the music I like, the, the talk that I like, the, the ministries I like, what I want for my kids, what I, what I want for my teenagers. There can be a tendency in our American spiritual expression to just consume and consume and consume and consume. It's kind of a gross example, and it's a little bit dated. Uh, But if you read the Hunger Games trilogy, uh, I understand there's a new one that's come out, a prequel to the Hunger Games trilogy. Uh, If if you read the Hunger Games trilogy... I think it's in the third book, it's in the last book, which can we just be honest for a minute, maybe the worst book ever written in the history of earth. I won't take any arguments on that because it's the truth. Maybe the worst book ever written. But in that third book of the Hunger Games trilogy, uh, there's a scene where the wealthy and the elite are at a party in the capital city And they eat and eat and gorge and gorge. And then there's a little drink that they'll drink that will make them throw up so that they can eat more, right? I I know, it's gross. It's a gross example. But it's the idea of I just want to be able to take in as much as possible. And let me make a little more room so I can take in more and take in more. It's this constant consuming of resources, consuming of spirituality, consuming of church and religion how much can i take in take in. we we see that we see that in america in, in 2020 we we see that in in much of the approach to spirituality it's not how can i grow so i can give it's how can i take in more how can i consume more how can i get more and 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 often People consume all that one church has to offer, and then they're dissatisfied, and so they go to another church that where they can consume something different, and they can get more, and they can consume more at that, and, and then they move to the next buffet line, whatever buffet the next church is offering. We have to be careful because in 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 our very self-centered approach to religion sometimes it becomes all about what can I consume what can I consume how much more can I get what are they doing for me what are they offering me and, and I think we were created to grow and then we were created to give we we're created to mature so that we could turn and contribute and, and we have to make sure our, our mindset is in that direction of, look, I'm here to give out. God put me on this planet to grow and learn so I can give out, so that I can turn to others. When we don't, we become selfish, self-centered, and self-righteous. When we don't make it a, a habit of contributing into the lives of others, of giving out what we have grown, life becomes all about us. We become selfish, we become self-centered, we become self-righteous because we're not pouring out into the lives of other people. I'm so grateful for our community group leaders through this season that we've been in Uh, Among the many aspects of our church that had to shift to online was our small groups, our our community groups. And I'm so thankful for our leaders who helped make that shift and and had Zoom meetings with their small groups and led, patiently uh, committed through this season of time. But here's the reality. There's some others of you that could have done that and you didn't. There's some others of you that have grown to a point, like Hebrews says, you should be teaching, you should be leading groups, you should be staying in contact with people, but you haven't been. And you have reasons, right, because we all have reasons. We all have reasons why we don't give and why we don't contribute and why we just consume. Some of you should have grown enough by now that you're giving away. As we're reopening, we're, we're going to soon start children's ministry again. We're hoping in phase two in July that we're able to offer children's ministry on Sunday morning. And then when school starts back in August, September, we're able to offer our full ministries on Wednesday nights, Sundays and Wednesdays, children's ministry, pouring into the lives of children. You know what they need? They need some adults who have grown enough that they can contribute back to kids that they they can be an example to children. They've grown enough in their faith that they can teach the Bible to children, that they can be a steady, consistent presence in the life of a child to let children know they're loved, they're valued, they're made in the image of God. We need people who have grown enough that they could give. Student ministry is the same way. We're hoping our students can get back together in person very soon. They've been meeting online. Ian's been doing a, a great job leading that ministry. Our small group leaders in the youth ministry have been doing a great job staying in contact with their people. But there's some of you that have grown enough, you could give back to some teenagers. You could listen. You could love. You could, you could be a constant presence in their life. You, you could be an additional voice of spiritual maturity in their life besides their parents. For some students, you could be the only spiritually mature voice speaking into their life. Some of you have grown enough that you should be giving. You should be giving back to our students. We have some great nonprofits that we partner with. Walton Wellness is a new one that we're building a relationship with. But some of you need to... Step into some of these nonprofits that are doing great work, and you need to offer your time and you need to offer your expertise. Some of you need to take another step towards foster care because you've grown enough that you could give back, and God's moving you in that direction. Some of you could contact Pam Parrish, take another step toward becoming a mentoring family with connection. Home. Some of you could contact Michael Giddens through Four Winds and he could tell you how to be a part of the life of a young adult who's so close to making it. They want to change their life. They just need a few consistent, mature people in their life who's willing to contribute to them, who's willing to give from their growth. We didn't get to finish the year, but we helped launch a mentoring program at Eighth Road uh, Elementary and some of us went, we spent time one-on-one with children there. Some of you could do that. You could contribute. You could fill up your bucket, and you could take it over there, and you could spend time with a second grader, a third grader, fourth grader, or a fifth grader, and you could pour into their lives. You could help them learn from your growth. You just need to do it. You just need to contribute. You, you just need to grow. Some of you have grown financially. And maybe you're not the richest person you know Maybe you're not fabulously wealthy, but God's provided in your life and you could use his provision to contribute to someone else. And maybe it's giving through the church. Maybe it's supporting one of these nonprofits. Maybe it's a missionary that you know. Maybe it's the Ugandan food ministry that we're contributing to right now. You've grown and out of that growth, you could give you could give. One of the main reasons we grow is so we can give, so that out of what God has poured into our life, we could pour into the lives of somebody else. Listen, my garden, if we want to talk about it in gardening terms, my garden's not just for me, and your garden's not just for you. And I know in America, we sometimes struggle with that, because it's mine, and I built it, and I sacrificed and I did. We're so so self-focused. But if we're living in the kingdom of God, if we're living out our spirituality, what is yours is not just for you. Your garden is not just for you. My garden is not just for me. God's allowed growth in my life so that I can turn and give. I can contribute. So so we're going to end this series with just three short challenges for all of us. Three short challenges, and they are, start planting, start growing, start giving. Start planting, start growing, start giving. Just get started. Whatever you've been thinking over these five weeks or so, whatever keeps coming up in your heart, you need to start it. You need to step out. You need to do something. Start planting that seed that God has put in your mind this whole series. Start growing in that area that God has made clear to you. You need to be growing. And when there's growth, start giving it away. Start giving it away to other people. Start bringing other people along, pouring into the lives of other people. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, it's... It's towards the end of this complicated book by Solomon, but I I, I want to read a couple of verses from Ecclesiastes 11. This is verses 1 and 2. Ship your grain across the sea. After many days you may receive a return. Invest in seven ventures, yes, in eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. This is Solomon's way of saying, just get busy. Just do something. You don't always know how it's going to work out. You don't always know, am I going to be doing this the next five years or ten years? Just, just get started. Just do so. Where should I be contributing? Start somewhere. Pick somewhere and try. Pick a couple of places. You'll figure out if it's the right place for you. But don't sit on the sidelines waiting You are never going to find the right place for you. You're never going to find the right growth that you should be experiencing just by analyzing it, just by reading books, just by checking graphs and charts. You have to start. Solomon says, look, invest. In fact, go, do, contribute. Do something. Start somewhere. A few verses down in verse 4. He says, whoever watches the wind will not plant, Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. If you're always waiting for a better time, a better season, I need to wait until I know a little more, you're never going to plant. you're always trying to gauge the wind and the rain and the what, just start planting. Just do something. Just contribute somewhere. Just start. Listen, over the years... I have seen hundreds of people just test the waters and never jump in. Just test the waters. Right? Sorry to shift illustrations on you. They test the temperature of the water. it too hot, is it too cold? The pH balance of the water. They look at the deep end. They, they look at the shallow end. They look at the swim lane. They they look at all of the aspects of the water, but they don't jump in. Solomon says, stop waiting. Stop waiting for the perfect day, the perfect moment, the perfect assignment, the perfect opportunity. Just do something. Just jump in. Just contribute. Contribute. Just plant, harvest, contribute. Just get started. And some of you are stuck in pause. And you have a ton of reasons for it. You have a ton of reasons why, well, I'm not sure that's the right church for me or that's the right ministry for me or I'm not sure. And you've been not sure for five years. You've been not sure for 10 years. Just pick a spot and jump. Go, plant, build roots, and see what God will do in your life. Stop testing the waters and just plant yourself somewhere. Solomon says in verse 6, chapter 11, Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that or whether both will do equally well. You don't know how it's going to turn out. Just get up in the morning and plant. And in the evening, tend the garden. And get up the next day and plant and tend and plant and tend and water and fertilize. And see if something gets produced that you could start giving it away. Just get started. Christians who are listening, if you're not a believer, give me just a minute to talk to those who are. More than ever before, I just see people sitting on the sidelines, keeping score, figuring out what they like and don't like, figuring out what they want and don't want. Just pick somewhere and go. Plant. Get busy. Do this thing. Maybe there are some of you who have been watching online, and we are so glad that you've been here. Maybe you've never been to our church. Maybe it's been a long time since you've been to any church. Churches are starting to reopen now. We're going to reopen next Sunday. We're still going to have the full online worship experience next Sunday. So if you're not ready to come back, that's fine. But churches are beginning to gather again. And I want to encourage you, find one and plug in. You're not going to grow to your full potential sitting behind a screen. It's a wonderful tool. It's a great way to find a ministry, find out about a ministry. If you're getting introduced to church and Jesus, you stay there as long as you need to. But at some point, I want to challenge you, show up. Show up in the hallway. Introduce yourself. Get involved. Pick a place and go there. It's time for Christians to get going. It's time for us to plant, to show up, and to give away our lives for those who need us. It's been a a rough week, hasn't it? The images that we've seen on TV, it's, it's it's been difficult. We seem to be in this time period where everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants their opinion to be promoted. They want to get their ideas out. Maybe, maybe we should focus more during this time on what we can give away. Maybe we should focus more on what we can contribute to other people. People who are hurting. People who are disillusioned. People who need a friend. People who need someone to sit with them maybe during all of the chaos that we are experiencing my opinion doesn't matter nearly as much as what I can give to somebody what I can share with somebody let's be a church let's be a people that grows so we can give God help us help us if we're growing that's great We want to grow. We don't want to be stagnant. We don't want to be coasting. We want to be growing, but remind us that growth in and of itself is not the ultimate goal. We want to grow so we can give. We want to grow so we can fill up a bucket and take it to somebody else and say, Let me me help you because I've been helped. Let me help you because I've been where you are. Let me share some of the growth of my life with you so you won't have to experience some of the pain that I experienced in the growth process. We're not here to grow, God. We're here to contribute. Help us not just to can all of our spiritual experience and set it up on the shelf. Help us not just to consume what makes me happy and the way I think it ought to be and what I think the church ought to be offering and set that over on the shelf until we're ready to move on to the next church buffet line. Help us not to be those people. Help us to grow so we can get busy giving. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.